You're listening to sermons from St. Macarios the Great, Orthodox Mission in Hyde Park. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we've come through the first week of Great Lent, and we've come to this first Sunday, which we commemorate the triumph of orthodoxy. It's often called the Sunday of Orthodoxy. And that Sunday commemorates the point in the ninth century when the icons were restored to the churches. After more than 100 years of persecution and iconoclasm, the destruction of icons, They were restored finally to the churches, and so we celebrate ever since that that, uh, Sunday, all those centuries ago, that feast on this first Sunday of Orthodoxy, this first Sunday of Great Lent. Many churches will commemorate this day with a procession of icons and the reading of the Synodicon of Orthodoxy. If you don't know what that is, that was the document produced by the fathers in the ninth century that celebrates those heroes and defenders of the faith, those who suffered for the icons and also condemns those who destroyed them. And one practice that is common is to read from this and cherish, in fact, the reading of the anathemas, the curses that are uttered against those who condemned the icons. And I think the danger on a Sunday like this is not to celebrate the triumph of orthodoxy, but the triumphalism of orthodoxy. Because if you pay attention to the hymns for this great feast that are contained in this book, the Lenten Triodion, if you pay attention to what we sing, what we sang last night at Vespers, or the hymns of Matins, or even the Troparion we heard today, the triumph of Orthodoxy is not some great victory that belongs to us not our triumph. If you pay attention to the hymns, this feast commemorates the triumph of Christ. It is He who is the one who triumphed. And it's precisely a triumph of humility. All the hymns for this feast focus around the great economy of God his saving acts, his incarnation for our sake, his willingness to ascend the cross for our sake. Here's the first stichira from 
Vespers last night. The prophets inspired by your spirit, O Lord, foretold that you, whom nothing can contain or grasp, and who has shone forth in eternity before the morning star from the immaterial and bodiless womb of the Father, was to become a child and take flesh from the virgin, being joined to men and seen by those on earth. At the prayers of your prophets and the compassion, count us worthy of your light, for we sing the praises of your ineffable and holy resurrection. Or again, what we heard in the Triparion for the feast today. We venerate your most pure image, O good one, and we ask forgiveness of our transgressions, O Christ our God. Of your own will, you please to ascend the cross in the flesh, and deliver your creatures from bondage to the enemy. Therefore, with thankfulness, we cried aloud to you, you have filled all with joy, O our Savior, for you did come to save the world. These two themes, the triumph of Christ's humility, that God was willing to take the form of a servant, to be like us in every way, in a pure act of solidarity with humanity, to take on all the pain and suffering, the joy, the laughter, everything that is to be a human being, except for sin. To hold his arms outstretched on the cross in embrace of all the world, an ultimate act of love, love even of enemies, and perfect forgiveness. So this is the triumph of orthodoxy that we celebrate, not primarily some event that took place in the ninth century, as important as that is. I don't want to downplay that, but really it is the triumph of Christ. This is what St. John Damascus says, says, in times past, God without body and form could in no way be represented, but now since God has appeared in the flesh and lived among men, I can depict that which is visible of God, for Christ is the image of the invisible God. I do not venerate the matter, but I venerate the creator of matter who became matter for me, who condescended to live in matter and who through matter accomplished my salvation, I do not cease to respect the matter through which my salvation was accomplished. The triumph of humility. So this Sunday is a gift for us. It's a gift to focus on that great saving act of Christ, his humility, his incarnation, his suffering on the cross for our sake. But it's also a task. The triumph of orthodoxy does not commemorate something that took place only in the past. But it's something that we look forward to as well. Because the fight against iconoclasm continues in our day. 
The, fi- the primary form this iconoclasm takes is not the destruction of icons made of wood or paint, but the harm, the destruction of human beings made in God's image. In our day, we see many who are treated as subhuman. Men, women, children, people created in God's image, but not venerated as icons. Not treated with the respect or love that they deserve. We can see this problem of iconoclasm when we dehumanize others because of any number of reasons, because of their race or nationality, because of their sexual orientation or gender, because of their socioeconomic status or immigration papers. We tarnish and disrespect the icons of God that are living in our households even when we act with anger towards our spouse or our children, when we ignore or belittle a friend or someone in need. So the triumph of orthodoxy is not something about which we can become triumphalistic because we face the same problem in our own day, the same threat of iconoclasm we, so, we fall so far short of this task. It should teach us, therefore, about the humility of God and our own humility, which we need in this Lenten season. But it should also give us hope. We cannot despair because... The very purpose of Christ's humility was to restore the icons of God in each and every one of us. He came to clear away the cobwebs, to wipe away the dirt, came to restore us to life, to love, and the one who began a good work in us is faithful and just. He will complete that work. His restoration project is ongoing in each of our hearts, in our communities, in our nation, in our world. So when we look, when we think on this Sunday of Orthodoxy, let us look to Christ, the one who, when he was on the cross, did not say of those who were his enemies anathema, but rather, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Let us look to that humility. Let us find that humility in our own hearts. Let's pray to God for it, that we can love the icons of God that are around each and every one of us, even those whom are our enemies, even those who hate us. 
And so we can forgive all by the resurrection as we sing in the Paschal Troparion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the power.